Welcome back to episode 72 of Your Best Year Starts Here. I've got an idea that's going to sound a bit strange and it's going in the right direction to where we've been going with the podcast about what do we need to give up in order to go forward and what do we need to let go of in order to move faster. And I'm going to put it out there because I'm, in a, I'm on a roll here of upsetting people I've decided and I think people should give up multitasking. Uh-huh. I know women can multitask better than men but still not as well as they think they can. But multitasking is really an excuse that I'm not willing to f- to continue and finish one process and I'm going to have two things going on at the same time. And I've spoken about this in the past, about if you're in the room, be in the room. But multitasking for 95% of the world doesn't work. Mm-hmm. That we think if we have lots of different things on the boil and lots of different ideas, that then we've got flexibility to move between them. In my humble opinion, you're multitasking because either you're bored with the task at hand or you think your brain can switch from one to the other without losing attention. And I realise that when I'm solely focused on one project and I limit the time that I'm doing it to, my attention is there, my focus is there, and the results then show. When I've then got eight things on my desk, so you know we're doing this podcast... And for people who are listening, you need to understand I've been seated in the same room for a lot longer than I've ever been. One of the reasons I'm not a very good MC at events is because you've got to be focused on every single speaker, listen to every single speaker, come up with funny comments about every single speaker, come back on stage in between. And I can't listen and concentrate and multitask because I've got to think about their speech I think about the next speaker, about my own little interlude. I'm not very good at it, and I don't do it very often, even though the two events I have been MC won awards. Nothing to do with me, by the way, but the event actually won awards. But what do we need to give up? And I'm asking people to really recognise that multitasking, in IMHO, in my humble opinion, doesn't work. I think we it's an excuse for people not to focus and get a job done because we say we're multitasking. I find it very difficult to watch a TV programme, be on my phone, read a newspaper, and these are three tasks I want to do. (laughs) Um, So I'm just saying that I know some people are phenomenal at it, but I think it's a much smaller percentage of people. And I'm not saying a clean desk is a clean mind and a tidy desk is a tidy mind. But there's a lot going on in the world and there's messages and there's phones and there's faxes. God, I'm showing my age. I can't believe I just said fax. There's, you know, there's emails, there's SMS, there's Instagram, there's Facebook, there's now TikTok. All these things coming on and I think they're distractions to getting your job done. So social media used the wrong way. I mean, just jumping on this point first, social media used the wrong way as a weapon of mass distraction, without a doubt. You know, there are more things grabbing our attention than ever before in human history if you own a smartphone if you don't own a smartphone and you don't use a computer and you don't turn a tv on then maybe the world hasn't changed quite so much but the world we live in and if you're listening to this i guarantee the world you live in because you're listening to this on something you know has more distractions than ever before and you're dead right most of those distractions don't really fit what we're trying to do or who we're trying to become or outcomes we consciously want to create, 
they just take us away from it and they work really well for um, helping us procrastinate and helping us slow down and helping us find reasons not to do things. Uh, you know, one of the things for me, I made a conscious decision some years ago to stop watching the news. Now, it's not that I never, ever watch the news, but I probably see the news maybe once a month, whereas I know people that watch it multiple times a day. But guess what? Most of those things that are happening in other parts of the world or even, you know, five miles from my home don't affect me directly anyway. And Get I'm, ready for the backlash with that one, Neil. Oh, I know. And I know there will be lots of people who go, how can you possibly say that? You know, this thing happening in this country or this thing happening in that country, this thing happening with the environment, you know, you could, I, I get it all. I get it all. But here's the thing. Some of the things I'm trying to do in my life, positive things I'm trying to do in my life can get derailed by me focusing on some of that stuff that I actually have very little control or influence over. And it's not even focusing on it. It's just influencing and watching. I mean, I know that when I solely focus on a task, going back to last week's episode, what gets in in your way? What gets in your way is it's very easy to just look at your Facebook. Mm -hmm. And very few people, and I stand to be corrected, look at it for 40 seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know that if I sometimes see a funny video by Rod Gilbert, Michael McIntyre, or, you know, uh, Lee Evans, whatever... And then it's just the next video. I think, oh, I'll just watch the next video. And there are times I've now wasted an hour or two now. Someone once said, time enjoying yourself is not wasted time. I get that. But I wrote a piece on LinkedIn, I think last week or the week before, about most meetings are wasted meetings. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't read the minutes before we got to the meeting. We're not really in the room. We're looking at our phones. We don't tell the total truth, et cetera, et cetera. And then I wonder how many meetings this week every one of our listeners has got that really is a waste of time. Yeah, most most meetings would be better off being an email. Well, that's to start with. Now, there's a social interaction. You may want to see the colour of people's eyes. When I coach, because I know, Neil, when you coach, you do some of your coaching by Skype. You do some yeah, of your Zoom. coaching by Zoom. You do some one-to-ones face-to-face. Nearly all of my coaching is face-to-face because I know... I get distracted. And if I'm doing a, a coaching thing, and I, now most people are going to find it why I rarely coach by Zoom or WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever, my mind goes, I swear, I'm getting up and the dog walks in and then I'm having a quick look at my phone, then, then I can see a ping message. When I'm face-to-face like I am now with the podcast, I'm solely looking at you discussing what needs to get done because I'm not good at multitasking. Mm. Now, there are people on here who might be able to do a Zoom, who can make an omelette, who can order milk, who can open the door. <coughs> good luck to you. Almost almost by perfect, you talked about making an omelette and stuff like that. <laughs> because one of the things that I was going to say, actually, when you were talking about multitasking, for me, I think one of the big things is, if you think of each of your tasks as an ingredient, do they work in the same recipe? As in... I'm not saying doing multiple things at exactly the same moment, but we live in a world now where more and more we'll have many, many different aspects to our lives. And the question is, do they all come together to create something that works or not? So, you know, you might have, a lot of people talk about like focus on just one thing and one project and whatever else. That may not be the reality of what you can actually do in your life. But if you've got, say, four or five projects or you've got three or four businesses or whatever it is, do they make sense together? You know, if you took each of those things as an ingredient and said, "Okay, well, I'm now making a recipe that uses those ingredients. 
does that recipe make sense? Does it work? Does it taste good? You know, because I can go into a kitchen and I can pull a bunch of ingredients and I can make a meal. Depending on the ingredients, that's either going to be, you know, a phenomenal meal that everyone's going to enjoy eating or it's going to be terrible. Now, sometimes you can make a phenomenal meal with one ingredient or two ingredients or three ingredients. You know, if you look at most processed foods, they'll have about 67 different ingredients in them. It's not about, for me, it's not necessarily about the number of things. It's about how well those things fit together. Because if they fit together in the right way, then great. But if you're trying to, you know, if in one breath you're trying to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some extreme examples here. You know, if in one breath you're um, trying to promote hunting or, you know, the right to bear arms or something like that, and then in the next breath you're out on peace rallies, I don't see how those things are necessarily compatible, right? Which means you'll be creating conflict for yourself in everything you do. Now, we've gone on a slight tangent because I know exactly what you mean about having a big enough idea that lots of different things can come together. Exactly. I'm just saying, when you're on the peace march, be at the peace march. Yeah, sure. And if, if hunting is your thing, and I, and I know from doing clay pigeon shooting, which I used to enjoy a lot, the minute your mind leaves the target... You're not going to hit it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just saying to people who are listening to this podcast today... Whilst multitasking for some people might work, I'm asking you to try for a week, 20 minutes on a subject, focus on it, really be there, turn your phone off, and then after 20 minutes, if you need to have a break, have a wee, have a coffee, do whatever you need Mm -hmm. to do. But look at your desk right now. Look how many tabs are open on your computer. See, I went modern there, did you notice? (laughs) Um, and, and just be aware, you know, I mean, I, I was told the other day that if I close some of the apps down on my iPhone and I just got rid of them, it would fasten up the process on my phone. And I realized that I've got about 18 things still open because I've, I've looked at it and I've just closed off to go on something else. When you're totally fresh and you've got one clean piece of paper in front of you, there's some ideas. Now, there are some people who can work in total mess and distraction. Um, as chaotic as I am as a monkey... My office is pretty simple that I have a computer that's a bit old and I have an iPhone. And then when I leave my office, I don't even have a computer. I have a memory stick and I've then got my car. And I'm I'm a bit anal in a way, which sounds a bit weird as a monkey. I don't want too many distractions. Yep. I can't focus that way. I've got, a, after having two brain aneurysms, I've got enough memory issues as it is that I want more stuff being piled on. So I would like you to look at your week See if you're focused, you're in the room, and if you're multitasking, could you multitask 5% less? Mm. One of the things I'm pretty sure we've talked about before, but it's worth mentioning again, is something called the Pomodoro Technique. And I I still, well, I do know why it's called the Pomodoro Technique. I mean, Pomodoro means tomato, um, but it's actually based on an egg timer. But the guy that first kind of came up with this idea or first made a big thing of this idea had an egg timer that looked like a tomato, which is why it's called the Pomodoro Technique. And basically the idea is you set an egg timer and you do nothing but one task until that egg timer finishes. Then you give yourself a break and then you set the timer again. And so you basically take your time and you put it into focus blocks. So, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes where I'm only going to do one thing. Okay, so for the first time this week, my friend, we're in total agreement. Yeah. 
So what is it called? The what effect? Pomodoro technique. Pomodoro technique. Oh, I see those round. Yeah, exactly. Tomato looking egg timers. That's exactly that. The sand. Exactly that. Egg timers. Exactly. Okay, that. I get that. Yeah. Um, and there are actually Pomodoro apps for your phone that will block messages and things for you. So effectively, it forces your phone into flight mode for like twenty-five minutes. And assumes you're on an aircraft with no Wi-Fi and no phone signal, so nobody can interrupt you. And for me, that's the way I like to use that, is I will literally turn off any... There can be a balance on this, but I will turn off any communication device that I'm not having to use to complete that task. Now, where that potentially gets a little bit challenging is, um, for example, there are some online services that I use for some of my writing... I can't turn off the internet because I wouldn't be able to use the tool. However, what I can do is put do not disturb on on my computer and all that kind of stuff. So there's no notifications being pinged at me and I have a single window that I full screen. So there's nothing else to look uh, at. I think but that, that one concept app. about do not disturb is really key Yep, because our day is busy. And I've just said you don't have to be busy all the time. But when we are in busyness mode and we're in business, that those do not disturb signs are there for people. So in the old days, I used to tell people, have a red traffic light on your door. I, no one can disturb you. Uh, do you know my favourite thing to tell people to put on their door? Provided you don't have windows people can see through. If people can see into your office, this doesn't work. But if you've got an office and you've got a team outside your office and you can close the door and no one can see in, the sign to put on your door says filming in progress. Because if they think you're making a video, they will not want to disturb you and they will not want to be in it. Very clever. I like that idea. So I wonder what would happen if you had a notice on your head that said filming in progress, don't disturb me. What your life would look like and how much more work you'd get done. I like that, filming in progress. I should put that on my door in this house and then no one would disturb me. I think I'm going to do that now. Right, so we're going to leave on filming in progress. Um, we actually went over slightly this time, so for all the people that have been asking for longer episodes, we gave you one, um, which means that you should want to give us a five-star review, right? I'm going to give you a five-star review because I like the filming in progress. I'm going to give you a five-star review because I like doing this podcast and we have a lot of fun. And... Um, if you want to give us both a five-star review, you know what to do. Go to iTunes, leave us that review, share this podcast with other people that will find it useful, help us get the word out, and we will see you next week. See you soon.